TED Audio Collective. We often come to the office with all of these apps running in our head, and you can't just swipe up to close them. Is Alzheimer's going to take grandma? Will the fertility treatments work? When will the divorce be final? These are all aspects of our lives and our identities that we don't just shut off when we get to the office. And it feels like stuff our coworkers should know about us. But we don't know whether sharing is crossing the line between work and personal. And sometimes what you don't share represents something fundamental about your identity, who you truly are in your heart and soul. So the question becomes, do you share some of these deeply personal aspects of yourself with your coworkers? Should your colleagues know that your partner is going through cancer treatment and might look different when they see them next? And if so, how do you tell them? This is TED Business. I'm Madupa Akinola. Today, we're going to hear from Micah Ames, who actually works at TED. He's a media communication associate who recently came out as trans. Before coming out at work, Micah thought long and hard about what he wanted to say to his colleagues and how he wanted to deliver that message. As you'll hear, he has a beautiful story to tell about that experience. He also has some excellent advice on good ways to disclose something or to listen when a topic is sensitive. Then after the talk, I'll give some tips on how to create the kind of workplace where employees feel comfortable opening up about who they really are. This show is brought to you by Schwab. You're here because you like to keep a pulse on trends in technology. Well, now you can invest in what's trending in artificial intelligence, big data, robotic revolution, and more with Schwab Investing Themes. It's an easy way to invest in ideas you believe in. Schwab's research process uncovers emerging trends. Then their technology curates relevant stocks into themes. Choose from over 40 themes. Buy all the stocks in a theme as is or customize to better fit your investing goals. All in a few clicks. Schwab Investing Themes is not intended to be investment advice or a recommendation of any stock or investment strategy. Learn more at schwab.com slash thematic investing. Hey, TED Business listeners. We're supported by our friends at Working Smarter, a new podcast from Dropbox exploring the exciting potential of AI in the workplace. Working Smarter talks with founders, researchers, and engineers about the things they're building and the problems they're solving with the help of the latest AI tools. Tools that can save them time, improve collaboration, and create more space for the work that matters most. On Working Smarter, hear practical discussions about what AI can do so that you can work smarter too. Listen to Working Smarter on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Or visit workingsmarter.ai. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. 
Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Add a little curiosity into your routine with TED Talks Daily, the podcast that brings you a new TED Talk every weekday. In less than 15 minutes a day, you'll go beyond the headlines and learn about the big ideas shaping your future. Coming up, how AI will change the way we communicate, how to be a better leader, and more. Listen to TED Talks Daily wherever you get your podcasts. Coming out, typically we think of this as being an experience specific to the queer community, but we all have things that we're keeping in our closets. It could be something about our home and family life, something about our mental or physical health. Maybe you're not allergic to cats, you just don't like them. I feel you on that one. Whatever it is that you're keeping in your closet, inevitably it shapes the way you navigate the world, and that can include your work life. So how do we go about disclosing these important, but sometimes difficult to talk about, aspects of who we are? And when someone comes out to us, what can we best do to listen and support them? Hi, my name's Micah, but it hasn't always been. After a year at my current place of work, I started the process of coming out as trans. When I sat down with human resources to talk about how to reintroduce myself to everybody, neither of us had answers. Nobody at my place of work had come out as trans before, but that's what I'm here to offer you. Three tips on how to talk about things that are hard to talk about. And for those of you on the other side of the conversation, I have some advice for you too on how you can best listen, respond, and be an active ally for your colleague. I can't give you the exact words to say because they should be your own. After all, I don't know what you're keeping in your closet. But whatever it might be, I hope these tips will provide you with a framework that's going to help you decide exactly what you want to say and how you want to say it. Know what you want and don't want out of the conversation. To know this, ask yourself questions like, do I need anything from the person that I'm disclosing this to? Where do I want the conversation to go from here, if anywhere at all? And how do I want this person to understand my own relationship with this aspect of who I am? So in my case, I knew I wanted people to call me by my new name and pronouns, but I also didn't want them to avoid me out of fear of messing them up. This was going to take time, and I wanted this to feel like any other ordinary fact about who I am. So now we know what we want to communicate. Let's talk about how we're going to say it by setting the tone. You're going to want to present the information in the same way you want people to respond to it. They're going to be looking and listening for cues on what the appropriate response is. Is this something that you want to be celebrated? I'm trans. Or do you want to just address it and move on with your life? Oh, by the way, I'm trans. There's no one right way to say it for everybody. What's most important here is what's right for you. Another note, we're not going to be able to control the way in which everybody responds to this. But what we do have control over is how they understand our own relationship with this part of who we are. So now that we know what we want to say and how we want to say it, where do we want the conversation to go from here? Well, my advice is to give an action item. This will help you keep control of the conversation by giving people direction on what they're supposed to do or say next. I knew I wanted this to feel like any other ordinary fact about who I am, So I decided I was going to use my coming out to solve an ordinary problem. And I sent the following email. Hello all, I need your help. I am in the market for moisturizer to help with my dry skin. I'm also in the process of coming out as trans. I'm changing my name to Micah and my pronouns are he, him, his. If you have any questions about my change in pronouns or my skincare needs, feel free to send an email to my updated contact information. And I'd also like to note that while my skin is dry, it is not too sensitive. We're all going to mess up my name and my pronouns, myself included. 
So when this happens, don't panic or cringe. Please be kind to yourself as we stumble through these growing pains together. I'm fortunate and grateful to work in a place where I feel embraced in any form, be it as a transgender man or a person with dry skin, or in this case, both. Now, I'm gonna be honest, I haven't made many changes to my skincare routine since sending this email, but I will say that I am feeling much more comfortable in my own skin. And that's thanks to my coworkers' responses. I'll read you a few of the emails that I received from them. One wrote, thank you for being you. However much or little you want to talk about dry skin, genders, or bodies, whatever it may be, I will always be here for you. Another wrote, you are the best. You are and will always be one of my favorite people at work, even if you do have terribly dry skin. And more people wrote with simple messages of support, like best gender reveal ever, or to say that they'd appreciated that I'd given them permission to mess up. Now you might be wondering, if I'm the listener in this conversation, what can I best do to support my colleague other than maybe referring them to my dermatologist? Well, for starters, listen with an open heart and an empathetic ear. You're especially going to want to listen here for the specific language the person is using to describe themselves and their experience because that's the same language you're going to want to use back to them. You might be tempted to ask your coworker some questions about their identity. Before you ask them a question, ask yourself, can I find the answer to this in a search engine? Chances are the answer is yes. And if the answer is no, ask yourself, is this too personal of a question for me to be asking my colleague? One question that is okay to ask though, is there anything I can do to support you at this time? This is a note for if you're responding in the moment and in person. But if you want to be an active ally, the conversation doesn't end here. It picks up again with your colleagues and human resources on how you can make your workplace more inclusive of this person's identity. Chances are it's not just going to help them, but maybe someone else down the line. Now, in my case, it would be adding pronouns to your email signature and asking your coworkers to do the same in order to help normalize it across the org. It could also be talking to HR about having more trans-inclusive healthcare policies. And my last piece of advice is for both the listener and the leader in the conversation. Remember that they are the same person you've always known them to be. It's the weight of stereotypes and stigmas that often keep our closet doors shut. We're afraid people are now going to see us as this thing instead of seeing this thing as an aspect of who we are, of who we've always been. I know that was the case for me too, but it got easier for me to say, my name's Micah, because of the way I saw it not only accepted, but enthusiastically embraced by all of my coworkers. So whatever it is you're keeping in your closet, I hope these tips empower you to bring your authentic self into your workplace and hopefully feel more comfortable in your own skin. Support for TED Business comes from Odoo. What's Odoo? Well, Odoo is an all-in-one management software with apps for every business need. Odoo has apps for CRM, accounting, sales, HR, inventory, manufacturing, and everything in between. And they're all in one easy-to-use software. And the best part about Odoo? All Odoo apps are integrated, helping you get things done faster and more efficiently. So when you think about business, think Odoo. To learn more, visit odoo.com slash tedbusiness. That's O-D-O-O dot com slash tedbusiness. This show is brought to you by Schwab. 
You're here because you like to keep a pulse on trends in technology. Well, now you can invest in what's trending in artificial intelligence, big data, robotic revolution, and more with Schwab Investing Themes. It's an easy way to invest in ideas you believe in. Schwab's research process uncovers emerging trends, then their technology curates relevant stocks into themes. Choose from over 40 themes. Buy all the stocks in a theme as is, or customize to better fit your investing goals, all in a few clicks. Schwab Investing Themes is not intended to be investment advice or a recommendation of any stock or investment strategy. Learn more at schwab.com slash thematic investing. Micah's experience shows it's possible to be open and honest and for that to be well-received. But I want to point out that in this case, Micah made the first move. He opened the door to a discussion about his identity. And he knew his work environment was pretty accepting, which made it easier for him to do this. But are there ways we as colleagues can take the pressure off? Can we create opportunities that lend themselves to people being able to share openly without feeling like they're taking a big risk? If you're in a leadership position, there are lots of things you can do to help your people feel like there's room to open up. The first step is being vulnerable yourself, showing that there's more to who you are than boss lady. For instance, when I was in business school, I remember a professor talking about having a child with special needs and how that impacted many of his life choices, what he said yes to and no to in his career. Later, as a consultant, a mentor shared that he didn't come from means in an environment where many of his colleagues did. Experiences like those made it feel okay to share things about myself that I might not have otherwise. It created space for all of us to be more authentic about our own identities. So just talking about who you are is one way for those around you to feel like they can share too. But a second and complementary step is to create a company culture that encourages employees to share more of themselves if they want to. And this doesn't have to be serious stuff. We've all done icebreakers where we share two truths and a lie, tell about our hobbies like when we welcome new people into our organization. But why wait for newbies? Maybe create these opportunities more regularly. Try starting this month's team meeting by asking everyone to share one thing they're grateful for. Next month, something they're looking forward to. You get the point. This type of reciprocal sharing can build community and create greater empathy, which is obviously good for teams. And the third step, create psychological safety by being supportive and respectful especially when someone tells you something sensitive or deeply personal. Now, what's psychological safety again? It's a concept developed by Amy Edmondson, which you heard about in her season one talk. She defines psychological safety as a belief that you won't be punished or humiliated for speaking up with ideas, questions, concerns, or mistakes. Now, much of the work on psychological safety focuses on team outcomes, For instance, feeling psychologically safe can help a nurse feel comfortable double-checking a doctor's medication order, which, oh, by the way, might save a patient from an accidental overdose. Or feeling psychologically safe can help an engineer admit they made a mistake in the code, resulting in the error being corrected and you getting a product with fewer bugs. But psychological safety also relates to feeling you can share aspects of yourself, too. 
If you feel like you're in an environment where you can speak up about an error, you might also feel comfortable speaking up about who you are. So what are the three steps to creating a workplace where people feel comfortable opening up about who they really are? One, share bits about yourself. Two, invite others to do the same. And three, when they do, respond to them with support and respect. That way, experiences like Micah's won't be an anomaly, but more of a norm. That's it for today. This episode was produced by Maria Luisa Tucker, researched by Cassie Brabaugh, and fact-checked by Eliza Solomon. Our mixer is Sam Baer, and special thanks to Anna Phelan, Michelle Quint, Corey Hagem, and Colin Helms. I'm Madupa Akinola. Talk to you again next week.